Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist, and this is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. On today's episode, we're discussing the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. If there's a psychological instrument that you're familiar with, it very well may be the Myers-Briggs. I had fun reviewing this material for the show because I found out some really interesting things about this instrument that is being used more widely in business hiring practices and online just to get to know yourself better. It comes out of the work from Carl Jung, That's J-U-N-G. It's a little bit of a mouthful. And Carl Jung's work, I found a line that made me laugh because it basically describes this show, was not based on scientific studies, but instead on clinical observation, introspection, and antidote, methods regarded as inconclusive in the modern field of scientific psychology. That just makes me want to bitch at science, y'all makes no sense to me. We have to observe. We have to have introspection as part of what heals our individual and our collective mental health. So it kind of sounds like in the name of science, we throw out common sense and our human observation, which just seems bonkers to me. Catherine Cooks Briggs and her daughter, Isabel who married, her last name is Myers, created this. They started working on this in 1917. The first use of this was during World War II, and they believed that knowledge of personal preferences would help women entering the industrial workforce to identify the sort of jobs that they would be the most comfortable in and the most effective. It was finally published as an inventory or as a psychological test in 1956, 24 years before I was born, a second edition in 1985 when I was five, and the last edition was in 1998 when I was 18, the year I started college. There are 16 personality types, and I'm going to read you my personality type. This comes from 
the website 16personalities.com, the number 16personalities.com. You can get on and for free, you can get familiar just by answering a few questions with your personality type and you'll get a four-letter code. So if you've been out there and you've heard people say, I'm a bunch of letters, four letters, they're talking about the Myers-Briggs. And I'm not big on these assessments because honestly, most of the ones that I've taken throughout my life, I felt didn't really get me. So I'm going to read this one because y'all have been getting to know me on the show and it's pretty, I don't know, mind blowing and informative to read my personality type. Many of you listening to the show kind of sit back and wonder in awe how I could possibly be talking about you and your story when I haven't met you or your story. Myers-Briggs types may be the answer to that question for you. So you're going to hear some papers ruffle as I read you my type. I am an INFJ. The INFJ personality type is very rare, making up less than 1% of the population, but they nonetheless leave their mark on the world. As diplomats, they have an inborn sense of idealism and morality, but what sets them apart is the accompanying judgment trait. INFJs are not idle dreamers, but people capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting positive impact. I had a real chuckle reading that, having produced the show this year. That sums me up to a T. So let's keep going. INFJs tend to see helping others as their purpose in life. But while people with this personality type can be found engaging rescue efforts and doing charity work, their real passion is to get to the heart of the issue so that people need not be rescued at all. A therapist I worked with, not very well, by the way, years ago, looked at me and said, oh, well, Nikki, you know, you're a therapist because you want to be needed. And I bristled. I don't want to be needed. I want to empower you to not need me or anyone else so that you can be confident, stand on your own two feet and be empowered. That guy didn't get me. I didn't work with him very long. The INFJ personality has a help me help you dynamic. INFJs indeed share a unique combination of traits. Though soft-spoken, they have very strong opinions and will fight tirelessly for an idea they believe in. They are decisive and strong-willed, but will rarely use that energy for personal gain. INFJs will act with creativity, imagination, conviction, and sensitivity, not to create advantage, but to create balance. Egalitarianism and karma are very attractive ideas to INFJs, and they tend to believe that nothing would help the world so much as using love and compassion to soften the hearts of tyrants. INFJs find it easy to make connections with others and have a talent for warm, sensitive language, speaking in human terms rather than pure logic and fact. It makes sense that their friends and colleagues will come to think of them as quiet, extroverted types, but they would all do well to remember that INFJs need time alone to decompress and recharge and to not become too alarmed when they suddenly withdraw. INFJs take great care of others' feelings 
and they expect the favor to be returned. Sometimes that means giving them the space they need for a few days. I know so many of y'all resonate with this because you have some of these same letters in your personality type. You have some of these same things going on. And many, many, many of my clients are INFJ, even though we are the rarest type. Many, many highly sensitive people are INFJ. How many of you resonate with needing a few days to decompress, with being confused about that extroverted introversion interaction? Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. All right, I'm going to keep going. It is important for INFJs to remember to take care of themselves. The passion of their convictions is perfectly capable of carrying them past their breaking point. And if their zeal gets out of hand, they can find themselves exhausted, unhealthy, and stressed. Is it any wonder I created and have focused a lot of my work on boundaries? This becomes especially apparent when INFJs find themselves up against conflict and criticism. Their sensitivity forces them to do everything they can to evade these seemingly personal attacks. But when the circumstances are unavoidable, they can fight back in highly irrational, unhelpful ways. That is an accurate description of my dark parts and the parts that I have to manage. I have to watch that impulse to come back with my passionate fight. And through meditation and mindfulness, that has helped me ground and ride those waves without becoming reactive. And it's something I consciously work on. And this might be my favorite part. To INFJs, the world is a place full of inequity, but it doesn't have to be. No other personality type is better suited to create a movement to right a wrong, no matter how big or small. INFJs just need to remember that while they're busy taking care of the world, they need to take care of themselves too. So much truth in my Myers-Briggs inventory type. The I stands for introverted. The N stands for intuitive. The F stands for feeling. And the J stands for judgment. And in this modern day, I encourage you to not think of the negative of that judgment J word, but to think of it more like a discernment. So thank you, 16personalities.com, for putting this information together in such a digestible, beautiful format. I encourage you to go there. It's easy. It's quick. It's a few questions. And it can give you a lot of insight and validation into what you feel, how you move through the world, how you move through your relationships, how you perceive 
and it may show you exactly where you need to grow. Just like what I read really highlighted how I have to balance and caretake myself with my passions and my drive to sort of save the world. So a few tips for others who are also INFJs. One of my favorite mantras that helps is that life doesn't happen at the speed of my awesome ideas. That helps me slow down. It helps me feel accomplished because my goals and my vision are so big and all-encompassing and lean a little perfectionistic. Meditate daily if you're an INFJ. Don't cut corners there. Doing this work and being a caretaker from a centered, grounded, balanced place is very, very important. INFJs who are in the field of helping others, you are at major risk of burnout. Part of our expectation with ourselves often that shoots us in the foot is that we'll balance after we reach some kind of visionary goal that we have. Then we'll rest. Then we'll ease up. That's a formula to burn ourselves out. So try to dial that back and give yourself permission to balance and to rest before the goals are met. And that's easier said than done. So if you need coaching or help with that, seek out the appropriate professional that resonates with you to do that work. Sometimes just scheduling a session with a healer is one of the first dominoes that starts to tip over into our self-care, into that way that we need to balance more than the average person. Be gentle with yourself and encouraging. Work on boundaries so that that negativity in the world that comes our way, as I'm experiencing on this podcast, that for all the beautiful, wonderful encouragement and reviews, there are always going to be the people that just don't resonate with us, that don't get us, that don't align. So this show has become an exercise for me in being able to see some of those not-so-nice reviews and to be able to flow with that without letting myself over-process that negativity, just seeing it and flowing over it. Going to yoga can help you learn to emotionally flow over the rough things, the rough patches, with more ease, more grace, and less energy expenditure. Another important piece is to get really clear about what you want and need from yourself and others, and to ask. To not do so is to invite that burnout. Thank you so much for listening. We cannot pull off the show alone. I want to thank a list of people who have given us five-star reviews. I'm going to get to all of you. Thank you so much for getting on and reviewing. It helps so, so much. My face hurts. I hope that's from laughing. I'm glad the show is super calming. Thank you so much for your review and your listenership. Sean's 24, you are so welcome. I'm so happy this show is resonating with you. Nicole Ruffo, thank you for giving me the messages to trust my work. Thank you for allowing me to share me with you. I can't do it if you won't listen. So I appreciate you so much. ASM548, thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you for your review. Nicole Diestrom, I'm so glad I'm relatable to you. 
I have been to so many healers who weren't relatable, and I think relatable is so underrated in the field of healing and wellness and mental health. Thanks for your reviews, guys. If you haven't gotten on to review the show yet, please do. Come find us at patreon.com backslash emotional badass to support the show at Patreon and be a producer and get exclusive content in the vein of asking for what you want and need. I want to thank those of you who have reached out to the show saying, hey, I want to support the show, but Patreon is not my thing. Where can I just give you a donation? That had not occurred to me. (laughs) So we've figured that out. If you would like to just give us a donation to support my work and the show's work and the team that we are building to continue to do this, to be able to meet all the the inquiries that I'm getting from people who want to say thank you, people who want to share their story, people who want to be on the show. It's There's a lot going on behind the scenes, y'all. So if you would like to just make a donation, I hear you. Thank you for suggesting that to me. You can PayPal us a donation. The email to do a PayPal donation is donate at emotionalbadass.com. Speaking of emotionalbadass.com, our new website is up. All of our shows, all of the content, it's there. So go check that out, emotionalbadass.com. We are creating a little store where you can see our courses I appreciate the balance of giving and receiving. Giving to this audience continues to inspire and motivate me. The work that you're doing in your life to heal, to grow, to understand yourself, to understand others, it is the work that heals your individual world and the bigger world. Do not underestimate the butterfly effect of your powerful energy in this world. Do not let the atmosphere in news and social media make you believe that there is more negativity than there is. This show, the reviews, the community that we're building, let that be your proof. Look at that. Connect with that. Believe in that more than the negativity. It will serve you as you serve your world and the bigger world. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Until next time, continue to take care of yourselves. I will because I'm badass, you're badass, together we are Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.